it's all about creating a community and a family, if you will, of people that like know, like, and trust you, and, mm -hmm. but follow you and value what you offer out there in social media and, and elsewhere. They kind of hang on your every word, or they like to interact with you, or they want to just learn from you. And so it's so much less about sales as it is about just interacting and being part of their lives. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients, so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show. Andy O'Brien. AI copywriter, and I'm just going to go ahead and give him the title AI Whisperer, joins us in the Social Sales Link Virtual Studios for this week's episode of Making Sales Social. Today, we're diving into one of my favorite subjects, the cutting-edge world of AI in sales and marketing with Andy, who is the mastermind behind the AI Copy Lab and one of the people behind the AI Success Club. Andy's journey from the, and I'm, I'm going to hit this right, I promise, from the classic rock airwaves. I had to try at least. I wasn't reading it was fine. Anyhow, to pioneering AI rather in sales and marketing copy, it's going to give us a unique perspective on the transformative power of technology and AI in particular when it comes to sales, marketing, and professional development. He and I are of a very similar mind when it comes to AI and being human, though. We both believe that generated AI copy shouldn't be copied and pasted. Rather, it needs to have a real and authentic human touch to it. Otherwise, it sounds like, you know, AI. And the people consuming your content will likely know that your copy is AI gener generated as well, which is not a good look for you. In fact, he and I are so similar. I'm actually a part of both of his clubs and I've already benefited immensely from being a part of both. So join us as we explore the intersection of AI and sales and social selling and the human touch needed to craft messages that resonate. With that, welcome to Making Sales Social, Andy. Hey, thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Great introduction. I love oh, that. Thank you. I try. I really try. <laughs> <laughs> so our first traditional question here on Making Sales Social always is, what does making sales social mean to you? Well, I just think that, you know, it, it's all about creating a community and, and a family, if you will, of mm -hmm. of people that like know, like, and trust you, obviously, and and mm -hmm. but follow you and 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 value what you offer uh in out there in social media and, and elsewhere. So they kind of hang on your every word or or they like to interact with you or they wanna just learn from you. And so it's so much less about sales as it is about just interacting and being part of their lives in an ongoing way so that they trust who you are, your your they value your expertise and they feel like they wanna just keep learning from you ongoing. Like fortunately I've been thankful that I've been able to create that kind of community and, and you have too. And, and so a lot of people are still trying to do that for themselves. So uh, yeah. you just got to keep at it, but yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. I think the sales will follow. Yeah. Um, we are all about create that. That sense of community and camaraderie in the social. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, and, and, and you kind of touched on that. I just want to bring it out to, to, to the forefront a little bit more, just, just for us. It is all about bringing, value and 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 when you deliver value in a way that 
truly helps people because one of our favorite sayings around here is don't talk about how you help people, just help people. And that's what mm -hmm. it's ultimately all about. And AI can obviously help with that tremendously. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So right. let's keep rolling on here. So um, besides having a passion for making AI human, Andy and I also have similar backgrounds. Andy was in radio back in the day, as I mentioned. I was in radio in college and also heavily involved in television news just out of college and actually during college, too. And I can't tell you how many ways those experiences have benefited me with AI, ways I could have never imagined back then because, I mean, that was like the mid-80s and, you know, we just had the transfer, uh, the um, the uh, Terminator movie coming out there. So look at <laughs> how far we've gone from there to now. Yeah. So, Andy, what parallels do you see between the art of engaging an audience in radio and engaging customers through AI-driven copy? Wow. Actually, I I want to kind of flip that because I, yeah. I think there's actually a lot of differences because we've come okay. such a long way. Um, I mean, yeah. radio has now what used to be uh, people just sitting in a room spinning records or, or CDs is now people like at Sirius XM, yep. you know, just like programming their show and and just doing like an hour's worth of, of breaks where they just talk, non, you know, and just insert digitally their, their chatter into in between yeah. the computerized, uh, you know, song yep. playlist is like, I, I could never survive in radio in that kind of landscape. So, and that so even I happens think, on local radio too, with like voice tracking and everything. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So if anything, I think that's where the similarities lie now, you know, is because okay. everything is just so automated um, in radio. But back then, back in the eighties, I mean, we never really imagined such a thing. Um, yeah. But I guess the, the, the similarity I could see is, back when we were kind of involved in that stuff uh, eons ago is how AI can kind of read the audiences, the flow and the nuances of, of, mm. you know, of digging deep into who your audience actually is. Like radio was niched back then. I mean, you had your rock stations and your easy listening and, and your classical and your jazz and, uh, you know, country. So AI can, can do the same thing now and really cater, really drill down deep into niche audiences. And I think yep. that's kind of one of the, one of the parallels that I think you can draw. Yeah. And I also do think, and we're going to get off of radio here after this because people are probably like, no, I'm not talking about radio. Yeah, but right. I do think that if people are listening to especially local radio and the voice track stuff that is done from like different areas, I think that it loses authenticity. And coming back to the AI and authenticity thing, I think that what has happened with radio is actually kind of a warning for people to, if you're going to use AI, do it in an authentic and genuine way, because I'm sorry, if I'm listening to, to terrestrial radio anymore, you know, like your local TV, uh, radio station, stuff like that, I actually don't even listen to them anymore just because I know that their voice track, you can tell when it's not local. And that's right. kind of, it's kind of like kind of a sort of parallel to me for like using AI as a copy and paste, as opposed to, you know, using AI to bounce ideas off of. And we're going to be, be talking about more, more about this, but, you know, and, you know, taking that copy and really making it in your own voice and putting it out so that people don't know it's AI. And, right. and, and I think that that's kind of the transition that people need to make in their own minds 
as well as they they can't sound like a local a local uh, radio station that has voice tracked out of town programming twenty four seven. Right, and I saw the writing on the wall, and that's one of the reasons why I left the radio industry. That and the money mm-hmm. <laughs> was that uh, you know I started just babysitting the board um, for live broadcasts from the local car dealership, and I'd just be sitting there. Mm-hmm you know, playing the music and I wasn't talking. I I left it to another guy doing the sales pitches somewhere else. So mm-hmm. I was like, why am I doing this? And so the human element, I mean, I'm I'm now going to date myself and, and remember <laughs> that Rush song, The Spirit of Radio. Yeah. It's like oh my God. the human element disappeared mm-hmm. over time. And so yep. we have to be careful in the AI world to make sure that doesn't happen. So that's why I've been focusing so much on uh, humanizing web copy, for example, and and Mm -hmm. content, like whatever AI gives you, you can't just throw that onto your website or or in your socials or whatever. You have to give it your own human spin. And and I brought this up in our classes before, but um, if nothing else, read your copy out loud. Mm -hmm. If it sounds like AI everybody else is going to think it's AI. That's when you really need to start putting your voice in there. So speaking of voice and especially connecting with the audience. So with your extensive experience in copywriting for, you know, personal and professional development sectors, how do you ensure that the AI generated content retains that human touch and genuinely connects with the audience? So it doesn't sound like AI and people get ticked off and leave because they know that they're reading AI. Yeah, there's a lot of things you got to do. And and I actually have a whole course on it. Um, yeah, I, so, I, I'm well aware. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, for the sake of, of this show, I think uh, I can touch on a few things. I have, I developed what's called the HEART method and um, it, it's, it's an acronym. It's hear, empathize, um, adjust, uh, revisit, and trust the process. Yeah. I can't believe I, I remembered all that. Uh, I, I, w- I would have that on a sticky note on my monitor if that were me, just, <laughs> just so I made sure I remembered it all. Oh, that would have been embarrassing. If I, I mean, it's my <laughs> method. That would, that would have been terrible if I couldn't think of the words. Um, so here is just listen to your target audience and, and uh, what are they saying to you every day, whether it's in social media or in emails or in their feedback or in your analytics, just listen to to what they're telling you. Because if you do, if you listen, they will tell you what you need to do to cater to the, to what their needs are. Empathize takes that hearing a step further and actually attaches the emotions to it. Like what are they going through? Spend a, a walk a mile in their shoes, spend a day in the life of them and, and what the, a 24 hour period would be. What are they mm-hmm. feeling? What are they sensing what are they what are their desires what are their passions what are their pain points what are their struggles all of those things though that's where empathy comes in and that's where you can humanize all that in in what ai gives you because ai can only do so much there with empathy that's one of its yeah. uh that's the kryptonite for ai is hmm. it really struggles with showing empathy i mean how that's can interesting it's yeah yeah emotion. no you're right i never thought of that before but you're you are you are you are on target with that, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, that's one of the the really important parts of the hum, humanization process. And then adjust. You know, you can tinker with the AI stuff, and then even give it back to AI and say, okay, try revising it again mm-hmm. with this iteration, and then it'll give you its results. And then you're going to revisit that. So that's the R. And then the trust. The process really just means keep trying, be patient, yeah. be resilient, yep. hang in there. You know, because 
I, there's been so many times when I've done, when I've worked with like ChatGPT and in my own stuff, and I go through so many iterations and so many revisions, like a dozens even, it seems like pages and pages. And finally it would be, wow. And an epiphany would would happen and it would give me something that I could really work with. So yeah. if you trust the process, it will it will come through for you. So don't give up. You know, don't just be like, oh, AI is not for me. This is terrible. I, um, right. So, yeah, just hang in there. And so that's yeah. the heart method. And that's yep. one of those are the elements that that I try to to instill in my students uh, to really lend that humanity to their copy, because when they do that in this AI saturated marketing world we're in now, your humanity is going to stand apart. You know, your human copy will rise above all the AI copy because pretty much everything, all the the emails, websites, everything I see now is AI. I, I can see it. Yeah. I spot yeah. it a mile away. And yep. so, so when I see human written copy, my ears perk up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to pay attention to this person. I'm going to see what they actually have to say because I can tell this is human. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that because, you know, just at Social Sales Link right now, one of the things that we're really talking about is is um, is video. And obviously, AI can help with AI with, uh, with, with your videos as well. But what I'm going to talk about here in particular is actually sending video as messages. And this is only just going to hook back into, into human and humanity part, because when you send a message on LinkedIn via video, you're looking at the person one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, you can't get any more personal than that. And because, you know, until AI comes out and it could absolutely mimic human beings and that day may come sooner rather than later. I don't know. But for now, at least, um, when it comes to that, that person knows that it's you and, you know, you may stumble or whatever. Don't feel like I have to edit it. Just send a message and you will stand, you know, just like with AI versus, you know, human, human copy, you will stand out so much with that. So I just wanted to draw like a parallel more than anything else just to show that humanity i think is what's really going to be needed going forward because otherwise you're going to get lost just in in an absolute sea of of ai and everybody's going to be able to see that it's ai too um well if i can talk about radio one more time yeah no please <laughs> when there, when you talked about video being one-on-one -on -one, this is how i always envisioned myself when i was sitting as a dj because I mean, even though I was talking to like 30,000 people in the audience, the only mm -hmm. way I could come to terms with it is if I was saying I'm talking to one person, yep. All right? This is one person on the end of, of this mic and, you know, on the other side, listening in their bedroom or, or living room or car or whatever. And so same with video. It's it's one person, even though you may have thousands of, of subscribers or whatever, you're just talking to that one person who is looking at you. And, and that's how you can really lend humanity to it, right? It's like, wow, this one person I'm speaking to is my ideal client or yeah. is someone, my avatar or whatever. Right. Um, they, they get me and I get them. And there's this like digital connection out there, you know, and it's really cool how that works. And that's why my I, my YouTube channel, which if I can just uh, give that a shameless plug, like my AI copy lab, that's what I love about that because it's just me talking to that one person, and I'm and I'm revising, I'm humanizing copy on there, and and it's it's great, you know, it's it's a lot of fun doing that.
Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very neat. Very neat. Couldn't, could not agree with that more. And one of the nice things about AI is that at least when you're starting out, so let's say you're going into a completely different market and you don't necessarily know who that exact person in your audience is, you know, if you're going from like one sector to another sector or, or something like that, you can at least use AI to build all that for you ahead of time. But then as you're starting to talk to people, you can obviously make adjustments and things like that. But with AI, at least you can go in knowing more than someone who just kind of picks up a phone book and goes, Oh, I think I'll call, you know, dry cleaners today without right. knowing anything <laughs> about dry cleaners. You can go into AI and get, get their pain points, get what they need, what they want and all that stuff. And then, like I said, adjust as you go along, but you're coming at a much higher point at that point because you, you used AI. Yeah. One I'd say uh, yes to all of that. And the one thing I've noticed, probably the biggest advantage of AI is the time savings. Yes. The fact that what used to take you hours or even days to put together, whether it's uh, a book or an ebook or or uh, trying to come up with a sales page or whatever, ChatGPT can do it in an instant, you know? Um, even though there's gonna be tweaks and humanization you need to do, just getting the, uh, the boilerplate out there, the things that, you know, the blank page syndrome is, is yeah. gone now. You know? Oh yeah. So that's, that's real. That's what I love about AI. Yeah. And, and blank page syndrome. I, I bring that up a lot myself when I'm talking. The biggest reason why I bring it up is because I face it probably more than I care to admit. And using AI to help you out with that is, is great. I, the, the analogy that I bring is, is that I'm like the executive producer in a writer's room in Hollywood. And the writer's room has all kinds of people with all kinds of different ideas that you're bouncing off of. You're the executive producer. So you're the person who ultimately decides what goes out and things like that. But with having a writer's room of, of people, they're bouncing ideas. Sometimes, you know, them. sometimes AI, in this case, the people in the writer's room will come up with things that you haven't even thought of, which right. I think is just absolutely fascinating. And that's happened to me several times. And I'm like, oh my God, I never even considered that. And so that's where, you know, that's where the creativity I think comes in that, that, that you can get with AI. And that actually leads into my next question, because there is a common belief that AI stifles creativity. Um, based on your experience, how can AI be used as a tool to enhance rather than hinder? And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe my example is, is probably a decent way to answer that. But, you know, when it comes to the creative processes and developing sales strategies and related content, um, I don't think AI stifles creativity at all. What it, it can enhance it. What do you think? Well, I think it's it depends on what you tell it to do, um, oh, and yeah, how that's... far along your idea is. So yeah. if you just have a uh, just one little idea that maybe you came up with in the middle of the night, and and you're not sure how to flush it out. ChatGPT is great for that. I'm always going to talk about ChatGPT as opposed to Bard or or Grok yeah, or, sure. or Claude or whatever because that's that's where I live. Okay, yeah. I, I live in the ChatGPT ecosystem all yeah. day long. So if you hear me saying that, so one I've come up with so or ChatGPT has helped me come up with so many different ideas. Um, like the other day, I two days ago, I was driving in the in my car uh, on like a 45 minute drive. About 20 minutes in, I got the idea for a new part of 
the AI Success Club, a, a new thing we could do in, in under that umbrella. Mm -hmm. And so I got my phone out and I said to to Siri, you know, um, mm -hmm. to take a note so I wouldn't forget it because I have a habit of doing, you know, forgetting ideas, you know. Yeah, I hear so, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it did that and it took the note. And when I got back, when I got home, I went right to ChatGPT and I said, I have this idea and I need you to help me brainstorm. You know, brainstorm is a key word there. It likes that word. So if you tell it to brainstorm with you, just a, an inkling of an idea that you have, it will help you break that down and, and give you all kinds of, uh, of really creative ideas for that. So brainstorm is a good word to start with. So really ChatGPTs can be your creative partner. It's not, uh, it's not gonna come up with ideas for you. But if you have the beginnings of an idea, then it will it will bring those out. It'll give you branches of that idea that you never even considered. And then it'll give you, as it gives you lists of those results, you can say, okay, I like number three, expand on that. Mm -hmm. And and then it'll give you sub ideas of that idea. So it just, it can go on infinitely with that kind of thing. And you can just go crazy with that kind of stuff. Um, then when you come up with like your ideal concept for, for a product or service or, or even a business, you can put that in there, have it like draw out a business plan. Then it, you could tell it to poke holes in it. Like, okay, this looks all looks great. Cause ChatGPT can tends to be a yes man. So yes. if, if you say something like, is this really plausible? It'd be like, oh yeah, this is a great oh, idea. Yeah. <laughs> You know, after it's all, like your I drunk friend at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you say, okay, give me a SWOT analysis on this idea. I did that yesterday on that idea that I had. And it it does, you know, the, the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats for, for a certain idea that it came up with. And then you have the makings of a really solid business plan, or at least something a lot farther than you did when you, when you at least had that little idea that before AI would have just laid dormant probably, you know, right. never would have seen the light of day. But now with AI, all these different ideas are floating around. You need a butterfly net to catch them all. And, and it's yep. just so cool that what used to be ideas that would just come and go out of your brain now can be businesses and, and revenue streams and products and services and, and offerings and ways to help people. And it's just, it, it's, as you can tell, I'm a little excited about AI. So. Yeah, 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 definitely. And that I, I, I think that this is a good time to bring in one of your concepts that I use, and I've been successful with it, and I've been tinkering with it to, to see what I can do with it. But it's the concept of super prompts. Mm. So prompting is everything when it comes to ChatGPT. You have to build the right kind of prompts, or else. It's going to be a garbage in, garbage out type of situation. And we've talked about that a little bit. Andy, tell me more about super prompts, the philosophy behind them. And it's kind of difficult in an audio only format to really kind of get into how you use them. But, you know, if you can give an example, that, that'd be great. Assuming your listeners know what a prompt is, basically the instructions to tell ChatGPT what you want it to do, like mm -hmm. give me... Uh, uh, write me a five-part email series. Boom. All right. Uh, and, and it should be about this. Okay. So that's a prompt. A super prompt would be, I want you to write a five-part email series 
and here's my target audience, and you you describe your target audience, and then you say in the same prompt, um, also, I want you to write in this language style. Also, I would like you to um, to promote in email one, just uh, tease the next email coming. In email two, I want you to um, uh, softly promote a product I'm trying to sell and tease the next email. In email three, I want you to give 50% content and promote the next email. In email four, I want you to strictly promote the product and give the content. And uh, then in email five, I want you to wrap it all up, give a, a good, powerful sales pitch to uh, to go to this product. And here's what the product's about. And then you describe the product and the pricing. That's all one prompt. That's a super prompt that you would just keep going and going and going um, until you have all the context it needs to create this long output that you will get. And mm -hmm. I found that a super prompt is actually works really well. Um, it saves yeah. you time. Imagine yep. a prompt saving you uh, a couple hours. A super prompt would save you uh, twice that. It, it It's a little more work on the front end, but it saves you a lot of redos on the back end. And I'm using emails as just a, an example. Mm -hmm. You could apply this to, to brand strategy or a social media content calendar or... Um, you know, a blog post, an article, a public uh, or a press release, uh, any kind of business plan, uh, you know, all kinds of things you can do super prompts for. But it's all about the context and, and the detail that goes into it. Really, it, chat, you're using ChatGPT as your assistant. And you're mm -hmm. imagine it's a human on the other side and you're just saying, okay, here's your instructions, like a, a virtual assistant, a VA, you know, I mean, you could tell, uh, direct this person to do all, you know, just give it all these tasks, but you use it in one prompt and that's it. You don't have to use multiple. That's basically what a super prompt is. It's, it's really, it's really fascinating on, on, on how you can really, you can drill down into exactly what you need, but then especially if you use follow-up prompts and, and, and things like that to really expand at the same time. Because like I said, even when using super prompts, sometimes ChatGPT comes up with something and I'm like, that's really interesting. Uh, you never really thought about that. So, I mean, you know, it can narrow focus and then you can you can actually bring focus back out a little bit as as, as well, especially if it's not coming up with, with, with exactly what you need either. And that's one of the reasons Andy referred to, you know, trust the process back in the, uh, back, back with his heart strategy. So yeah, I think all that's great. Yeah, it's uh, and it's all a work in progress, right? I mean, it's only been out for a year. AI. Yeah. It's, it's you know November of 2022. It came out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, AI was around long before that, but this kind of mainstream AI that we're in. Yeah, mainstream um, that 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 anyone could use, basically. Right. I mean, it's just like the internet. I mean, the the internet has actually been around for a long time, but you know, normal people like you and I haven't been able to use it until like 90, you know, like mid 90s or something like that. Yeah. And look and where that why, happened. Yeah. That's why your <laughs> listeners need to do their due diligence with people who claim to be AI experts. Uh, yeah. Nobody's an expert, you know, everybody's. Yeah. Oh point. yeah. We're all learning. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I could, I could go out and just, you know, pro proclaim myself an AI expert and, you know, I'm in, you know, I'm in your AI clubs learning all the time. I'm actually going to be taking a, um, a, a AI kind of, kind of, uh, strategies and use and implementation in business, uh, 
um, online graduate level course from Northwestern Kellogg starting next next month because I really want that base of knowledge for like the entire business world in there too. And yeah. even after that, I'm nowhere near an expert. You know, I mean, this is evolving, especially because it's evolving so fast. I mean, yeah. you um, if if you're interested in AI. And, um, you know, I would suggest following some, some voices in sales, you know, if you're in sales, follow, uh, you know, be B2B sales voices. If you're in marketing, you know, the, the same thing for, for marketing, but, um, you know, don't try to do this on your own because I don't try to do it on my own and it's, but yet I get overwhelmed and, and Andy, I'm sure that you get overwhelmed as well. Oh yeah. It's, you have to step away from it every once in a while, you know, and just get back into the, the real world and, um, yeah. you know, uh, read a book or something. <laughs> <laughs> read a non AI generated book. How yes, does that not sound? a Kindle, you know, a hard, hard, <laughs> one of the books yeah. behind me there. Yeah, it precisely, precisely. Yeah. So, um, where do you think the intersection of AI and social selling and just sales in general. I mean, if you want to talk to social selling, that's, that, that's fine. This is a subset of sales. So, um, heading, uh, in, in, you know, I have on my, on my sheet here, the next five years, I don't, does anyone know what's going to happen in the next five years with AI? But I guess, what is your hope and what skills, especially should sales professionals develop to stay ahead? Well, you know, at least I can speak to the copywriting and content marketing world. Sure. Um, I guess my hope is the same as my prediction. Uh, because I really think with the saturation of AI out there, because everybody's doing it, everybody's all excited about crafting their their copy and content using AI, saving all this time and, and getting it out there. And oh, wow, it's great. I think at some point there's going to be a tipping point, and we may have already reached it, where, like I kind of said earlier, people are going to be really hungry for humanity in the content. Um, more and more people are going to be able to, to spot AI, and they're going to be turned off by it. Yep. I don't think AI images have really done anybody any favors. No. Um, it, you know, when they first came out, it was like, wow, this is really cool looking. But now it's like, oh, geez, here we go. Another AI image. Yeah. You know, I'm getting kind of tired of this. And why doesn't it spell things right? And, you know. <laughs> and why does it give people six fingers and all that stuff? Yeah. 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 So <laughs> um, I think that has a ways to go. It, it's got to be perfected more. And maybe AI images will will be a different thing. But at least with the the words, and uh, I think we're going to get back to the theater of the mind more, like back in radio. Again, calling calling on radio, where we would, I mean, that's how we would engage. You know, that how mm -hmm. our we would talk on the radio is is the whole theater of the mind concept. You 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 tell a story, you paint a picture of of uh, the history of a band or 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 something, yeah. uh, a song that uh, that speaks to people, and you talk about that and how it speaks to you and I think storytelling is going to really come back into into focus more as people get uh, a little um, uh, what's the word uh, uh, I don't know savvy um, savvy to what's going on um, yeah like uh, a little uh, jaded oh jaded yeah jaded yeah yeah that's better yeah and, jaded and savvy uh, yeah yeah they're going to be burned <laughs> out by yeah. by all the AI messaging out there 
And, and I think that's the future. People are going to be now, I don't think AI is going to go away by any stretch, yeah, No. but in the content marketing and copywriting realm, the future is going to be human, the yeah. human interaction, the synergy of human with machine. Yeah. And, and that synergy is what, what's going to, to drive uh, the, the top selling people. You know, that's how people are going to make sales in the coming months and years. Yep. Yeah, because it's going to stick out. You, me, and Denise, let's lead that charge. How does that sound? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, you know, naturally, I'm going to say that because I came up with the course, you know, but but that's <laughs> why I came up with it. Yeah, you know? no, I, it's I, needed. Seriously, I, I, I want, if, if I didn't think it was needed, I wouldn't be paying money. And I'm paying money for this, folks. This isn't like a sponsored thing or whatever. I'm paying money to be a part of this because I 100% agree that humanity and being human is going to be needed more than ever in our new age of AI. Who would have thought that humanity is ahead of its time, you know? Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I know. It's like, it's, um, hopefully, hopefully there'll be like some kind of full circle thing, even though I don't know if you could really call it full circle if, if you're inserting AI there. But I mean, AI ultimately becomes a tool. It's not the be all end all. And, and, and I think that's probably something else that people need, need to realize and, and consider. It's a tool, just like any other tool you have in your proverbial toolbox. Yeah, maybe it won't be a full circle. Maybe it'll be a, a Venn diagram, you know, it's something yeah, where the, yeah. it intersects and there's a, a middle where everyone's going to converge. That's a really good way to look at it. That's a really good way to look at it. I like that much, much better. So let's kind of bring things full circle here. Let's see what I did yeah. there. I love those one thing you can do right now kind of takeaways. So Andy O'Brien, if there's one thing our audience could do right now to improve their use of AI for their sales and or marketing, whichever way you want to take that, what would it be? Well, I think you need to go back into ChatGPT and uh, work on fine tuning your prompting skills. And by that, I just mean, get a little more, add more context to your prompts. Tell ChatGPT more than maybe you are telling it now. Even if you think you're telling it a lot now in your prompt, give it more to work with. Because the more you give ChatGPT, and whether whether that means tell it more about your target audience, tell it more about the product you're trying to promote, tell it more about your personality or writing style, just give it more to work with. Because the more you do that, the better the results are going to be. So I would say that would be uh, a starting point, at least. Right. Yep. One thing you can do right now, and that's and that's probably a perfect way to get you started, especially because as you do this, you're going to be interacting with ChatGPT more and more, uh, more and more, even as you do this. And you'll see just by doing what Andy just said, how much that it can help with prompts that you have going right now, as well as, you know, using that strategy in, in the future. So I think that was that was absolutely excellent. Um, if if our listeners want to get in touch with you or find out more about, um, you know, the AI Copy Lab or the AI Success Club, what do you suggest that they do? I would have them go to my YouTube channel. I think that is a great place to start. Um, and, that's, and what's that called? Well, it's AI Copy Lab. So, it, okay. you know, it's the, um, you know, YouTube.com forward slash the, uh, what is that, a uh, and symbol? Yeah. At symbol, yeah. AI yeah, Copy symbol. Lab. 
And and actually, I just Googled it just to make sure. If if you type AI Copy Lab YouTube into Google, it's 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 the first search result that pops up. Great. Too. I have thirty three videos in there right now. Um, I'd love for people to subscribe because I only have like two hundred subscribers. I'm I'm a baby on YouTube, and I really wanna want that to take off because there's so much great content in there. Mm -hmm. um, and and so. If you want a good starting point on on what I'm all about and and what I'm trying to do here with with humanizing stuff and and that's a good place to start. And there's a link there on the YouTube channel to go and check out our AI Success Club and or you can just go to aisuccessclub.com. That's easy yeah. enough to check that out. And Bob is is a, a member of of the club, which I really appreciate. We have hundreds of members in there, and they're all of various AI levels. Uh, skill levels. Yeah. So you don't feel like, oh, I'm just a newbie. I'm just starting out. What, you know, this is way too advanced. No, no, no. We've got tons of great stuff in there for every level. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we're also going to have links to, uh, to that in the show notes as, as well, assuming, assuming that the podcast platform you're on can, can support stuff like that. I think most do any now, anyhow. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and also my, my AI to human copywriting system, which you also yeah. were nice enough to, to join and yep. uh, to get into. So that'll show people my heart method and things like that. Yep. So yeah, uh, that's another thing. We'll have all that in there. So yes. Yeah, yeah, so, Annie O'Brien, this was excellent. Absolutely excellent. So thanks, Mr. Authentic Whisperer and Smooth Talker of all things AI. <laughs> I put you kind of above me in terms of that, too, because you're dealing with just this stuff all the all the time. So you are one of my go-to experts when it when it comes to AI. So um, thank you very, very much for joining us today. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it's a labor of love for me. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can tell. And thank you for streaming this episode of Making Sales Social. So remember, when you're out and about this week or any week, be sure to make your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.